Welcome back to Temporary Fandoms. As our name suggests, we're about becoming fans of a band for a limited period, and behaving like those completists who must hear every record. Usually for our guests, we're looking for a mixture of genuine fans of the artists, and if possible, somebody who has barely heard them at all. But for today's episode, we have three guests who, if you were organising the official 2020 Yola Tango Symposium, you couldn't hope for a better panel. One of them is the linguist and journalist Ben Zimmer, who you may have met before if you listened to part one of our Bowie Marathon. The other two? Well, you'll have to wait a little bit longer to find out who we've got. Anyway, that's the band we'll be listening to for the next two episodes. Yo La Tengo, Hoboken's finest bossa nova shoegaze act or something. As always, we'll be guiding you through their complete discography, and then arguing the toss about the best bits. You can find us in all the usual podcast places, but if you want to find the Spotify version, which also includes the tunes, you can find us on Beat Rehab at beat.rehab slash tempfans. I won't keep you longer. We've got a lot of records to listen to. Join us for the occasionally soothing sounds of Yola Tango. Hello, welcome to Temporary Fandoms. My name's Ewan. And I'm Nick. He remembered, I thought he was going to forget, and we're glad you came back. Um, you sat through three David Bowie episodes. Um, if you haven't, go back and listen to them. Obviously, you can also find old ones covering the Pogues, Bottle Surfers, ESG, etc. Um, we've got a special double for you again, um, covering what could, I guess could only be described, uh, described as um, indie rock gods, I would say, 16 albums. Uh, probably gives you that title. Um, welcoming back to the pod, who you last heard um, talking about Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders of Mar- from Mars, uh, from- Ben Zimmer. Hey, Ben, how are you? Hello, I'm doing just fine, thanks. And who are you going to be taking us through today? Yes, we're going to be talking about Yola Tango, uh, Indie Rock Gods, that sounds about right, a band that has been part of the Indie Rock firmament since the 1980s, and we're going to talk about them in two separate installments. We're going to start in the first episode talking about their albums from the 80s and 90s, and then we'll move on in the second one for the aughts and the tens, teens, whatever you want to call that decade. <laughs> awesome. Um, also joining us, we've got two guests. Um, it's not often I can say we've literally got the man who wrote the book on a band, <laughs> but we've got the man who wrote the book on the band, Jesse Jarno, um, writer of Big Day Coming, Yola Tango, and The Rise of Indie Rock, uh, DJ on WFMU, um, played in bands with various members. Oh, everybody else seems to have the book <laughs> in their hands. I have one. <laughs> I, I've got mine, auto- mine is autographed. <laughs> well, mine's got a description. It says, happy birthday with love from mum. <laughs> That's an inscription. Um, Jesse, how are you? I'm fantastic. Thanks for having me. Uh, um, looking forward to this. You are welcome. Uh, and why did you write a book on Yola Tango? <laughs> <laughs> why not? Because um, I because I couldn't I couldn't find another one to read. Um, <laughs> basically, I became a, a a pretty hardcore Yola Tango fan, and they just kept getting more and more interesting the more I learned about them, and that sort of one thing led to another. And so. Rough guess. How many times would you say you have seen Yoda Tango? <laughs> I, I I lost count. I was trying to figure out how many complete Hanukkah runs I've seen, and then I was going to multiply that by eight, and then add 
some i re- I, I don't know in the in the hundreds wow. more um <laughs> maybe probably well, i would have guessed at least four digits for you <laughs> uh, also joining us i was only um, bloomer <laughs> also joining us um can i describe you as a super fan mega fan big fan uh, um singer songwriter comic book artist jeffrey lewis um hey jeffrey how are you hey doing good hi from new york city um it's uh 3 14 p.m where i am so everybody's in their various time zones thanks for thanks for joining us on this um i know that you've been a, you've been a big fan of yoda tango over the years um you've been interviewed you've met you've cited them uh, various times um we'll get to more details and anecdotes and stories later but i'm now going to ask you how many times you think you've seen yoda tango <laughs> well a lot less than jesse i i've um <laughs> i've seen them pretty consistently over a long time. I first saw them in 1996. Me too. That was the first year I saw them. Yeah. Good, good year for Yola Tango gigs. Um, (laughs) They're, their greatest period in my mind. Um, And I guess I've seen that, you know, uh, just when you said, we're going to ask everybody how many times we've seen them. I started frantically like trying to jot down and try to get a count. But um, that would be a project for me to complete some other time. But I, I've, you know, I'm gonna guess somewhere in the twenties, you know, twenty twenty something times, because, um, uh, but very varied circumstances. Uh, I've never seen a full Hanukkah run like Jesse has. Usually the Hanukkah shows, maybe I'll see one or maybe two. Or, uh, I'm, I'm just going to jump in as as a listener um, who may not be familiar with what the Hanukkah Hanukkah run is. Um, before we go through the albums, can either Jesse or Jeffrey tell the listener? I obviously know. I mean, yeah, obviously, of course. But just in case somebody doesn't. <laughs> Sure. Well, that you know, in starting in 2001 at Maxwell's, which was their their home club in Hoboken, really, you know, where where Georgia and Ira met, as I'm sure we'll we'll talk about. Uh, but starting in 2001, they played all eight nights of Hanukkah um, with different guests every night, uh, different stand up comedians every night, uh, songs by the uh, the great Jewish songwriters such as you know Bob Dylan and and Lou Reed and and Mark Bolin and you know on and on and on. Um, and it's just turned into this amazing family party basically you know they don't do it every single year probably not happening this year uh and it's moved to the move to the bowery ballroom after maxwell's closed but it's just this in- incredible thing in the last bunch of years they've done all eight nights without doing any song repeats um and the there i could talk about hanukkah for hours <laughs> and that would probably uh derail us really They're swiftly probably- <laughs> will probably come back again in the round table um, regular listeners will know that after this point uh, you're going to hear a voice talking you through the albums giving you some insight some detail um, some personal information not you know personal information but personal information related to the band um, if you're listening on spotify there's the playlist so you can listen to selected songs um after the next thing, you're going to hear Ben talking you through the first selection of Yola Tango albums. Um, ben, where do we start and where do we finish for part one? So for part one, uh, for the 1980s and 1990s, uh, we've got eight albums starting with Ride the Tiger, their debut from 1986. And that's followed by New Wave Hot Dogs, President Yola Tango, Fake Book, May I Sing With Me, Painful, Electra Pura, 
And we finish off uh, this installment with I Can Hear the Heart Beating as One from 1997. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Okay, listener, you know what to do. Um, relax, take the time. Um, the playlist will only have a couple of songs, but we encourage everybody to pause the podcast, go and explore. Um, we are not something that you should be diving into on a 20-minute bus journey. Spend the weekend with us if you want. And everybody will be back after this. First, let's set the scene by traveling back in time 40 years to the summer of 1980. On 4th of July weekend, two young denizens of the New York City music scene, 23-year-old Ira Kaplan and 20-year-old Georgia Hubley, first met. They didn't meet at a Manhattan hotspot like CBGB, but rather across the Hudson River at a new club in Hoboken, New Jersey, called Maxwell's. The band playing that night was The Feelies, fresh off the release of their album, Crazy Rhythms. The Feelies would become something of a house band at Maxwell's, typifying what some called the Hoboken Sound, a jangly American alternative to the British new wave of the day. At the time, Ira was writing music reviews for The New York Rocker and The Soho Weekly News, two publications that championed the indie bands you would hear at Maxwell's. Ira had recently moved to Hoboken and was rooming with Chris Stamey of the jangle rock pioneers The DBs, North Carolina transplants who would also become staples at Maxwell's. Georgia moved to Hoboken too, and soon the two of them were inseparable. They wanted to play music together, Ira on guitar and Georgia on drums, and they got their first chance backing up The DBs at a New York rocker office party in 1982. After a few attempts at bands, they formed Yola Tango. The name was based on an old joke about their favorite baseball team, the New York Mets. And they played their first gig in December 1984 at Maxwell's, of course. They were joined by the first of more than a dozen revolving door bassists before James McNew finally became their permanent third member. Their first single followed a year later, and their first album a year after that, and soon enough, Ira and Georgia got married. And they're still chugging away more than three decades later, exploring many styles while still achieving a brilliant level of consistency, as most of their indie rock brethren have burnt out or faded away. Yola Tango's first album, Ride the Tiger, came out in 1986 a year after their very first recording, the 1985 single, The River of Water. The single came out on Ira Kaplan and Georgia Hubley's own label, Egon Records, and the first incarnation of the band featured Dave Rick on bass and Dave Schramm on guitars. For The River of Water, they were also joined in the Hoboken studio space Water Music by Mike Chang on sax and Chris Nelson on trombone, who contribute a rather kooky horn break. Adding that horn break to their very first single showed that from the beginning, they were willing to experiment with their sound, though it would be a long time before horns returned to the band's repertoire. And the flip side was the first of the band's many covers, A House Is Not A Motel, originally by Love from their 1967 album, Forever Changes. 
The noisy ending of that one was the first glimmer of Ira's explorations in guitar feedback. Both sides of the single were included as bonus tracks on the CD reissue of Ride the Tiger. On their first album, Soon to be Married, Ira Kaplan and Georgia Hubley, here accompanied by guitarist Dave Schramm and a few different bassists, cement their sound in the tuneful tradition of jangle rockers like the DBs, coming through straight away in the ringing opening riff of The Cone of Silence. They also draw inspiration from their Hoboken pals, the Feelies. The Empty Pool comes from Feelies offshoot Young Woo. And it's all strongly rooted in 1960s touchstones like The Kinks, Big Sky from The Kinks is covered here, and The Velvet Underground. Songs like The Pain of Pain are quite velvety. Ira might not be too confident about his vocals just yet, often keeping them low in the mix, with Dave Schramm taking over lead vocal duties on a few tracks. Georgia at this point keeps to the drums, with a pounding style reminiscent of the Velvet Underground's Mo Tucker and occasional backing harmonies. But there are many signs of things to come, especially with propulsive fuzzed up numbers like the evil that men do. A quick note to listeners of our Spotify playlist, currently Ride the Tiger is only available on Spotify in North America. The same is true for the next two albums, which were reissued together on a single CD. Spotify listeners in Europe and elsewhere will have to content themselves with songs from these albums that appear on Yolatengo's 2005 compilation, Prisoners of Love. Guitarist Dave Schramm left after the first album, though he would revisit the lineup later on from time to time. But on New Wave Hot Dogs from 1987, it's addition by subtraction, as Ira steps up his guitar game. Clunk is an energetic opener, showing a big boost of confidence. From there, they settle into what would become a familiar pattern, up-tempo guitar-heavy rockers, alternating with sweeter, quieter numbers. Highlights include Lewis, with its shout-out to every hit song America ever had, the Velvet Underground obscurity, It's All Right the Way That You Live, the noise fest, Let's Compromise, originally by the band Information, friends from Ira's New York rocker days, and Did I Tell You, their first straightforward romantic ballad, which would get an even sweeter treatment a few years later on Fakebook. Book. 